0: Welcome back to Midlife at the Mailbox. We're so honored you tuned in to the finale of our first season of our podcast.
1: Wait, hold the phone. I'm sorry. Did I just hear you say season 1 finale? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe that we have written, produced and recorded a dozen episodes. I know we talked about this last episode, but it's still just really a pinch me, pinch us, pinch the Mailbox moment. <laughs>
0: You know, we want to know what your favorite
1: episodes are. So, yes, Yes. listeners, drop us a DM on Instagram, midlife at the mailbox. Tell us about your favorite episodes. We've covered a lot of different topics this season. So, we want to know because never in our wildest dreams. (laughs) And when we proposed this question about, you know, or this concept of starting a podcast, did we ever think we'd end up here, right? A dozen episodes. Closing out our first season, and on top of it, we have a guest uh, who's not related to us. Woohoo! <laughs> He's a, a midlife board game designer. I mean, how perfect does that get? I can't wait for you guys to meet him.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm excited for. I'm excited to have our guest. I've been working on getting him and, and all of us actually coordinated with the time. But before we jump into that, I just wanted to say, like, we live in this society that is filled with game playing. We've got sports games and video games. There's mobile games, dating games. The list goes on. However, when was the last time you played a real board game? And have you heard the phrase meeple before? And I did not say meatball. I said meeple.
1: Well, I always learn something new on the podcast. That's part of the reason we're doing it, right? But (laughs) meeple, I have never before. You guys go out and toggle out of our podcast to Google it. Keep listening because we're gonna we're gonna cover all of it and more. Our special guest today was obsessed with the idea that he wanted to design a board game, but life, as it often does, gets in the way. And we talk about this all the time here at the mailbox. So pull up a chair. Or start your morning walk and let's meet our guests learn about meeple and what it takes to design and bring to life a board game in 2022
0: thank you so much for joining us for another episode of midlife at the mailbox over six years ago during a chance meeting at our neighborhood mailbox two strangers met and a new friendship blossomed into something bigger
1: Although we no longer share a mailbox, we're closer than ever in real life. This chance meeting in our neighborhood mailbox inspired a friendship, a business relationship, and now a podcast. So come along. Let's listen
0: in. Hey, 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 mailbox listeners. I know I'm excited for this episode number 12 today as I love a good game night. What about you? In our family, they always involve some belly laughing and arguments over who's cheating. Plus. I'm thrilled to reconnect with an old coworker of mine and newly dubbed board game designer. Denise and I will introduce you to him shortly. But before we jump into those introductions, Denise, do you have any fond memories or stories, little anecdotes that you'd like to share for your midlife moment about board games?
1: Well, I sure do. I my family and I love board games, and we actually do play games a lot in general. Um, and there's uh in particular when I always think of board games, it reminds me of my granny or my mom's mom. Uh she she was a widow and she lived in a big house that was and it was quiet all the time. But when we came to visit, she would pull out board games. And these board games were from when my mom and her sister, my aunt, were were young, and these were original, like Monopoly. Uh, Parcheesi, Battleship, uh, you name it, Tippet. It was, there was all kinds of games. She had them, we pulled them out, and we'd play them and taught me a lot. She would even play card games too. It just depended what she was in the mood for, or what we were in the mood for. And it was really fun. And I, I had that fond memory of her. And I don't always talk about her a lot, but, um, that's always something that that uh, comes to mind when I think of games. And she, she kind of instilled that board game, love of board games with us. And then my mom has continued on that tradition because she did keep all of, a lot of the board games that were, you know, my granny had kept, you know, intact. And so my mom has them and now she plays them with my children. So it's kind of a full circle midlife moment when I, when I see the games uh, being played. So that's and really we always special. used to snack on Nilla um, wafers when we ate those, so it always reminds <laughs> me of being at Granny's house. Does your mom but, still keep yeah. a box of Nilla wafers? I know, you know, no, my mom not as much. My kids do like them, but you know, uh, yeah, not as much. She has Grammy crackers, Wheat Thins. Those are those are popular. <laughs> that's that's everyone's got to get their own twist. But you know, hopefully one day when <laughs> I don't I- know, I-, I don't know how I go. You know, Wheat Thins, Nilla wafers. <laughs> A healthy cracker, a sweet yeah. cookie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're 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 keeping it real here, but yes, but, oh, that's um, really
0: special. Are,
1: yeah, those are good memories. You, yeah, what about you, Amy? What do you have any game nights or fond memories of games that were from that you want to share?
0: Yeah, so Caleb and I actually play a lot of cards, various card games. He's very into. If I would let him like play poker all the time, he would be very into playing poker. We have, we've been playing board games together since he was really little. My story today involves my family that is out in Denise's area. And that is when we would get together for Thanksgiving. Uh, My sister and or I would bring our favorite game, catchphrase. If you've played it, then you know that there is a little unit that you pass amongst all of the people that are playing. So you kind of sit around in a circle. It's timed And there are different categories and you're trying to like guess a clue without saying the word that is on your screen. You know, I'm going to set the stage. We've all had a little bit of, we've all had some, some drinks for Thanksgiving. Our bellies are filled with, with Turkey, you know, we're biding the time between dinner and dessert and we all sit down and we start playing, uh, we all sit down and start playing catchphrase and everybody's doing great. We're having a good old time where we're laughing hysterically till like, you're laughing so much that like, you know, you like start coughing. That's how funny things are. But mm-hmm. my uncle gets the, um, gets the unit and somehow he thinks that he sets the timer, but he, we, we soon realize that he doesn't. He starts shouting his clue, which is entertainment mag, entertainment mag. And we're like, what are you talking about? What entertainment mag? Like none of us, there's probably, I don't know, 10 of us. and None of us have any idea as to like what he's like shouting about. And so his time runs out, doesn't, doesn't, you know, doesn't win that round. And he's like, it's variety. And we're like, Variety, that's not like a clue. That's the category. <laughs> like, oh we just... my god. So he was confusing the like Hollywood
1: yes. publication, the daily publication, the variety. With, yes uh... the variety with <laughs> the
0: <laughs> with the category. So very funny. I hope that we can get to play that again soon. Um and shout out to, you know, I'm I'm the shout out today of my aunt and uncle out in LA, um, and my cousins and everybody that we get together for Thanksgiving and um you know, we play catchphrase. It's super fun.
1: That's so sweet. Yeah, I met I met Larry's wife and she was so sweet. Yes, yes. Uh, before intro, we wanted to hook you in with the word meeple. What a hysterical word to describe the little wooden character representing the player in many board games. It's a combination of my and people, meeple, and it's who you laugh and cry over depending on the dice you rolled or the game you played. This is a good segue into our midlife guest, Brad Smith. He's a combination of a media director by day and a board game designer by night, or as you might like to call
0: him, a board game MD. Eight years ago, I worked for a company out of Austin and remotely met Brad Smith. We've probably met in person maybe a handful of times, but of course, had to be connected on Facebook. One day back in June, while endlessly scrolling through Facebook, I came across a post that he had shared. We did it. It exclaimed, I read further, I commented, and here we are today to chat about his, we did it moment.
1: I like that. We did it. That's fun.
0: Isn't that fun? That was his, uh, that was the caption on his, his Facebook post, um, announcing his board game. Brad in his day job is the senior director of media for builders digital experience, where he gets to shine as an experienced producer and director in the new home building industry. By night, his side hustle, as you might have already guessed, he has become a board game designer with Mm -hmm. his game, Talkative, selling now on Amazon.
1: So fun. So fun. This is like the perfect like melding of your two worlds, right, Amy? yep, (laughs) I love it. Well, welcome, Brad, to the mailbox.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Let's take off this interview. You shared that it took you over three years to bring this game to market. And if you listen to episode two, you can probably guess my question. We're dying to know. Tell me your story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it actually goes back a lot farther than, than three years. About 25 years ago, I was working at a grocery store in Seattle, Washington, You know, just checking checking groceries. The guy that invented Pictionary, Rob Angel, came through my line. I watched him as he did that and he, you know, started with the idea and then he started kind of showing the game around to people. And and you know, I got a copy of one of the first games that was ever created. It was it was so interesting and so much fun to watch him do that and actually very motivating. Cause then I started thinking about what, what's in my life that I could gamify? How can I, what, you know, how, could, how do you start a game? Wait, you know, and I was very interested in games, you know, like turbo pursuit and taboo and all that kind of stuff. You know, when he did this, I started thinking if I was going to gamify something in my life, what would I do? At the time I was, I was also working as an actor and I was doing a lot of improv and I was doing, I was just fascinated by the whole process of improv, public speaking, all that kind of stuff. So I created this game. That's kind of, you know, this, this based on, on conversations the idea is when you when you when you're in conversation, people often get lost in conversation. You know, you can be talking to someone, and if you're interested in the topic, you could go on for for 20 minutes and think it was just a couple of couple of minutes. Um, if you're not interested in the topic, it, it, you, you struggle the whole time. That's kind of that was kind of the 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 beginning of the, of the idea of the game, and I showed it around to friends and family and those kinds of things, and. At that time, though, it was really hard to get anything going. You know, I was in my twenties and it was, it was, you know, how do you get money? How do you get it manufactured? How do you all those kinds of things? It just wasn't, it wasn't it's something I just put on a back burner at the time. Then life got in the way. You know, I got I got married, I got kids, I got a mortgage, you know, all these things happened. Life, (laughs) life got in the way. Fast forward 25, 30 years, something like that. I got a divorce, which midlife. There's a lot of changes that happen. That was one of them. Sure. You start reevaluating everything. You start reevaluating everything. You all the decisions you've made in your life, all the things you've done in your life,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, I started reevaluating the game. I thought, you know, why didn't I ever do anything with that? How come that never happened? You know, and I and I realized, you know, that I'd been it's just been sitting there for the last thirty years. You know, so I so I I took it out and started playing with my kids and started the ball rolling again. Then it took three years to get it going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay, wait a second. Awesome. So you said you took it out. So you had you have made a prototype of this game yeah. years ago?
2: I had a prototype sitting in my garage collecting dust. Oh. And so what I did, took did it out. Did you like
0: make it out of like cardboard?
2: Yeah. I just rated, you know, cardboard and Xacto knife and uh copy, you know, made it like some artwork and used copy paper, cool. you know. To and got it done at Kinko's back then. I got it done at Kinko's. <laughs> and so I had I had two prototypes and, and it wasn't until I got it out and started playing with my kids that I realized there, there's something here. I think there's something here.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I love this story. As a career transition coach, there's so many themes I picked up there, right? Like it's never too late. It's always exciting to- And, yeah.
2: and for me, it, was, it wasn't it was a matter of just, it's never too late. Yes, it's never too late. I, I, I realized that, but also if I'm not going to do it now, when the hell am I going to do it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it completely resonated with getting lost in conversation. I'm sure some of our listeners may attest. It may seem like Amy and I are getting lost in our own conversation, <laughs> but we love it. That's kind of why you know it's a perfect game for us. And extrovert. that's the
2: whole point, exactly.
1: So, well, thank you for sharing that story. It's awesome, and I mean I you love bet. the connection back to
0: Pictionary. That's really cool. The more I research, the more I find that people are turning back to like old school board games, finding joy and bringing people closer, dinner party games, turning off that technology and bringing that conversation really full circle around the table, around the Ottoman, you know, wherever you're wherever you decide that you like to play your board games. I, I know we talked a little bit about like why you came back to the board game. So talk a little bit more about how like your midlife played into that. Was it a financial piece? You can also talk about like what you were seeing with your friends, you know, when you're when you're hanging out, you know, instead of just going out for wine, you know, you felt like maybe you needed a little bit more entertainment. Share a little bit about the goal for the game in terms of how it kind of melds with your midlife.
2: Sure. Sure sure you know like i said you know you reevaluate a lot of things at midlife also with retirement looming it was you know that's a consideration you know it'd be nice to have a little extra retirement income so everybody said i read somewhere that you should have at least three side hustles Uh, so that's one of the things i've been you know that that came to mind as well it's like it, it wouldn't hurt to have some some extra retirement income and then uh also one of the motivating factors was i noticed games have changed a lot over the years you know, I I I played when I was in my twenties and teens and twenties. You know, I would play Pictionary and and Taboo and and uh, Trivial Pursuit and, and games like that that were were very engaging. And not that games aren't engaging now; they're just different in that I see that there's a lot of right. gamers. My my nephew is a gamer, like a board game enthusiast. Hmm. And for him, he says if it doesn't take more than thirty minutes to learn, he's not interested. And I thought, oh, oh geez. if it doesn't
0: take more than 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God.
2: And so so his <laughs> there's a there's a group of, of game board enthusiasts who who the games are about, you know, dragons and druids and magic and and uh you know things like that. It's like it's like a dungeon and dragons kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different world than what I would call dinner party games. I wanted to to make this a you know. Easy to learn, you know. Quick to learn, easy to play, game that that you know you could just you know f- learn it in five minutes and play with your friends at a party. That's really the idea. I wanted to get back to more of those kinds of games. I haven't seen that many of those kinds of games, and plus get everybody off their phone and that kind of thing too. Was yeah, a, was for a big sure. Motivating factor, especially with my kids. You know, when I started playing the game with my kids, and I noticed that. Hey, look, we've been playing this game for, you know, an hour and a half now or whatever it is, and they haven't been on their phone the whole time. You know, so that was, that was, (laughs) that was a, a motivating factor as well. There was a lot of different angles that I came at this with.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, some of the themes I hear building community, right? Like trying to create quality time, right? Not just, you know, not just entertainment, but, you know, and that competitive, Nature is is kind of brings that out, right? I know it at least for my family too. For um, sure.
2: Well, I <laughs> yeah. would say actually, since you mentioned competitive nature, I'll say that a, a lot of the there there are some like card games out there that are that are to get people talking. The idea is to get people talking, mm-hmm. um, but they're more like therapy. You know, they're not they're not really they're not really a, a a game with a winner and a loser. And it's not competitive. It's just like, hey, let's let's talk about this and tell me your feelings about this, which which is fine for a certain kind of people, for a certain group of people or a certain situation. But I feel like, you know, at a dinner party with wine and and everybody's sitting around, uh, I want something that's competitive and fun, you know, something yeah. that's going to get people excited. And, and there's got to be a winner and a loser, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, there has to be a winner and a loser in my house. <laughs> always, always. What about you, Denise? Yeah. Oh, the same. Yeah. I
1: mean, you know, but my husband, uh, he grew up having three brothers and they have epic stories of the games that they used to play and and all that. So while I don't have like the same stories, I kind of lived through his competitive, you know, brothers all in similar age bracket and their, you know, risk and monopoly and hours that they played. So uh, I yeah. think he brings a lot of that competitive spirit when we play and, and when we play some board <laughs> games, too. But my mom's a big board gamer, too. And, um, Good.
0: So dad not you so prob- and she, she and your parents would probably really like this game, too. So you'll have yeah. to you'll have to you'll have to pick up a copy. Brad, you mentioned that competitiveness. So do you find that when you break out this game amongst your friends that you've got some you know, pretty competitive uh, friends in the bunch.
2: Oh, yeah. And and what's interesting <laughs> is the whole idea with the game is, you know, you need to talk. You, the, one person gets a subject, and then they talk about that subject for, you know, you're trying to get to exactly two minutes. You get your oh. chat bucks based on how much you talk. You can't see the timer, so you don't know how long you're talking. And the other people are trying to get you to talk over two minutes. So they engage you in conversation. You, you, it may, it may be your turn, your subject. They'll they'll chime in and start talking to you about that subject to try and get you to talk longer than two minutes. Cause if you go over two minutes, you start losing chat box. So uh, people okay. get real competitive and it's so funny because if somebody has a couple of drinks or something and, and they start getting lost in conversation, you'll see right. somebody with this little smile that just keeps asking them questions, you know, cause they know they're, they're like at five minutes now and they're losing, you know, ask them another question, you know, it just goes oh, on and yes. on. So, so there are people who really, really understand that strategy and will just, will just take you for a ride. It's great. For
0: sure. Okay. <laughs> so let's it. recap that. No, go well,
1: ahead, Denise. I envision in our break that uh, you know season between season one and season two, Amy and I need to have it. We're going to be on different teams though, and <laughs> we're going to be on different teams because her and I can both talk more than two minutes on any given <laughs> subject in general. So I we to talk to a wall.
2: <laughs> well, that's what's nice too is it it you know the recommended length is two minutes, so you're trying to talk for only two minutes. So people who talk a lot have a hard time, and people who don't talk very much need the other people to to try and you know get to the two oh, minutes.
1: So there's a Lim- there's a max and a min. Okay. yeah because if you go yeah.
2: over two minutes you'll start losing your chat box you're supposed to, so I, i'm actually recommending the ideal time you should talk which is two minutes ah, <laughs> two
0: minutes okay <laughs> wait so that's super crazy and then i want to recap like how like how this game is played but when I worked at group on a zillion years ago, I was in, I was in sales, which is where my career had really started. We had like a, at one point we had this big monitor and like a clock. And that was like a goal is to, you have to be able to at least have somebody on the phone for at least two minutes. And do you know how long it is to sometimes make a sales you uh, or yep. like to get somebody on the phone? You like really were excited about those calls where you had to like wait for the decision maker to get on the right. phone. right. <laughs> Because that's two great. minutes could be an insanely long time um while you are trying to sell a group on or just sell well, anything.
2: Well, yeah. and that's that's why I say with the game that it that it play it it messes with that time warp that can happen yeah. while you're just talking. You know, it's because like I say if you're interested in a subject, two minutes will fly by. If you're sure. not two minutes, you you'll struggle talking for two minutes. And what's also what's interesting is I've I've had people who, you know, if someone talks a lot. It's very talkative. It's not a problem for them to play the game, um, but I've had introverts tell me that it was easy. It was fun for them as well, because uh, you don't have to talk the whole time. You could you could just say you know one or two things, and then everybody starts chiming in and and talking with you. So for people who don't talk a lot, they don't have a hard time because people are helping them get through it. And sure. for people who people who do talk a lot, it's a little hard to reel it in. <laughs>
0: so it's a game for all personality types (laughs) exactly (laughs) so the the main purpose of the game is to talk for two minutes and you i would do you start with a certain amount of do you call them chat bucks
2: yeah everybody's got everybody starts with five chat bucks okay and you you roll the dice move your guy basically there's 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 instructions on the on the board that you actually have to you know either you gain or lose chat bucks or whatever if you get this many if you if you get close to two minutes, you'll get extra chat bucks and all this kind of stuff. So there's little kind of incentives on the board that, that help. But then basically you, draw, you take a card and you pick a subject that matches the roll of your dice. There's, you know, subjects listed on the card. You start a conversation about that subject and, and you don't have to, you can say anything you want. It's really a, it's a word association game. So it's, what does that word bring to mind? You know, one of the examples some guy had was his, it was Niagara Falls and that was the subject and um, it reminded him of his honeymoon. So he started talking about his honeymoon and he didn't really talk anything about Niagara Falls, but that's what it brought to mind. So mm. he talked about that, you know, so and the then, point
0: is, so the point is to keep talking for it to get to that two minute mark, but you don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be like someone that's not guessing what the topic is on the card.
2: No, well, there's, there, there's, that's, that's, not a part, that's part of the game as, oh, as it is. well. Okay. There, there is a, um, there's star cards. So basically. Okay. You get a regular card, we talk about the subject for for two minutes, as close to two minutes as possible without going over. Uh, And if you go, if you get, the closer you get to two minutes, the more chat bucks you earn. And so like, if you get, you talk for three minutes, you get, you know, three chat bucks, you get two minutes, you get five chat bucks. But when you, when you go over two minutes, you start losing chat bucks. So we'll, we'll, we'll take them away from you. As people get you, get you talking over two minutes, you'll start having to hand over 5 10 15 chat bucks, because you talk too long.
0: Denise um, we lose every time. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: then uh then to mix it not? up I do have to mix it up I do have star cards in there which are their tra- traditional guessing game basically. You just okay. if if you get a star card then then you do the opposite. People try and guess what the word is. Um, but the majority of the game yeah. the majority of the game is the standard cards and there's about, I think it's about every third or fifth card or something like that there'll be a star card. So Tell us where the meeple
1: come. Where does the meeple come in? Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're moving. You're moving the meeple around the around the, the board, and basically, the first person to cross the finish line isn't necessarily the winner. They just at that point, everybody, everybody counts up their chat boxes. and see money. see who who wins. Yeah.
0: And then you have bragging rights until the next and the ne- until the next time that you play.
2: Exactly. But many- that, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say I,
2: I think I think. One of the main things that that sets it apart is that it's since you can't see the timer, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and also the people who are trying to get you to talk, they can't see the timer either. So really, you're just everybody. Nobody knows. They're just trying to guess that they're close to two minutes or guess that they're over two minutes. And you just basically say stop. Somebody stops the timer and the amount comes up. So is that
0: like a is that a technology component? On yes, your phone? it is the timer. It's, okay.
2: It's in the app. So there's, okay, a, when so you, there's when app. you get the instructions, you download the app onto your phone.
0: Got it. Okay. And that and has the timer and it also tells you, um, you can
2: have someone to keep time. Sure. Um, anyone can do it. Anybody who wants to have the phone and do it is, is fine. It. There is usually cool. a banker too, that hands out the chat books.
0: You know? Oh, that would be my son, the banker, yeah. <laughs> the banker. He will kick your butt every time in Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's, so, the, what's the ideal game uh, amount of players right how many players should...
2: you know I you can play anywhere from two players to ten players but I think you know uh, four, six, eight is probably about right you know something like okay. that okay
1: yeah so in that dinner party idea right for sure yeah, yeah
2: exactly and I have found that I, I may make an upgrade to the next game is that if you have over ten people it's a good, I- good idea to use two dice because it speeds up the game because if you have over 10 people and they're all taking two minute turns, it gets long. Yeah. So I've, I've changed it now to where I think of it. I'll, I'll include an extra dice for if you have a large group, but oh. usually with with the one dice, it'll work great for, you know, two, four, six, eight people. That's awesome. Gives okay. you about a, you know, about an hour or so game or something like a 30, 30 minutes to an hour. Anywhere in there. Oh, that's cool. Great. That's yeah.
1: great. Yeah. That's great for a dinner party too. Okay. Kind of goes along too, with the global game market, right? Board games were valued in 2021 and in- 13.75 billion, Brad. That's a big market cap,
2: right? Uh, I, I'll take a piece of that. That's fine. Right. I think
1: we all would. <laughs> and it's expected to reach a value of 30.93 billion by 2028. Wow. That is huge. Those are huge numbers. What advice? Are, you know, it took you three years to get here, right? Well, I mean, more than that. But I mean, let's just, you know, fast forward to when you actually decided to like put in the process and or put mm-hmm. in the time to, you know, get going with the process, should I say. Mm-hmm. What advice or tips do you have for someone looking to start their own game or tap into this growing industry?
2: I found that for me, I, you know, cause I'm trying to balance it with my day job. I would try try and do something every day uh, or at least every couple of days toward, toward mm-hmm. the, the goal. And basically, you know, I, there's in any, in any endeavor, there's steps involved, you know, what's, what's step one. Okay. Can I get step one done? What's step two? <laughs> and mm. just keep going through the steps. And whenever, you know, if I'd have some free time, I'd, I'd go back to the game. And, and sometimes I didn't feel like doing anything, you know, but it's like, mm. what of all these things in front of all these steps and all these different things that I have to get done for the game, is there anything with it that I feel like doing today? Mm. You know, and um, what, what, even if it's just a little thing for five minutes, you know, I'm going to do this for five minutes and, and that'll make me feel like at least I did something towards, towards the project today. Um, But what, happens is I'll say I'm gonna spend five minutes and then like, well, this is fun. And then I keep doing this. And then you know, three hours later, it's like I've been working on the game for three hours. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, it it
2: just it just kind of evolves that way. But I think you're um, in your
0: flow. You're in your in your flow. And you found something that brings you joy. Which is yeah, great.
2: it's, it's, it's very fun to, you know, and I I always, you know, that's my thing is I'll just say, I'm gonna go work on the game for a while, you know, it's just one of those things that I, I, there's always something to do. And there's always something that I can do to now that it's that it's, you know, out, I can work on marketing it. And what can I do towards marketing at this time? You know, how, what, what kind of ad can I come up with? that's gonna, you know, that's, that's one advantage I have, because i produce videos for the last 30 years so if i need to
0: you've got that if, video content down <laughs> if
2: i need to get some video content done i can i can do that which is nice and you know and then like in designing the game and stuff like that i had some photoshop background but for the most part it was a lot of learning as i go
1: mhm yeah progress not perfection i mean that's a thing we talk about a lot right just a small incremental action. sounds like every week that you do uh, or every month that you do really kind of move the needle forward so that's exciting as you know, as we sit back and, and try to inspire some people there, yeah, even just if they're looking to do something new, right? It doesn't have to be a board game, right? But something
0: uh, in their life that they've been looking to do. Which is so fun. I'm gonna skip a question, but I'm gonna we're gonna come back because you kind of touched a little bit about this in kind of your description that you just shared with us. So last episode, Staying Sharp in Midlife, we talked about how you can flex your brain and learn new skills. So, what were some of the skills? That you had to really invest time in to bring this game to market.
2: A lot. I, it's funny, as in going into it, I didn't think I didn't really think about that. I was going to go and learn all these new things. It wasn't even my goal to go and learn a bunch of new things. But I just, as I did the steps to get things done, I had to learn how to do that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Whatever it was. So I realized that I started thinking about it uh, the other day. I thought, I thought, geez, you know, I. I've, First, I had to learn how to design the product, and then work with a designer. And actually, I recommend uh, Upwork. Upwork is a—I I use that. I got my designer from from Upwork, and she was great. Right. So you know, there, there was working with the designer um, to to figure out—you know—and lots of back and forth with the designer to figure out what we're doing. You know, and starting from scratch again and doing that over and over. You know, how to design the product. I had to work. I had to get a trademark. That was something I hadn't done before. Um, you know, how to work with a manufacturer in China. How to find a manufacturer in China. Uh, and I only picked China just because it's really the only way to get it inexpensively <laughs> to get it cheap enough, you know, because it's, you know, when you're, when you're getting something done and, you know, I'd love to try and get it done in America at some point, but for the first run, I just, I went with, went with China, you know, there was, there was, there was with that. There was, um, I had to build an app. There's an app that had the app has the, the timer. It has the, uh, the chatbuck converter. So basically the time will stop and it'll tell you how many chatbucks you earned.
0: So oh, I had to, okay. had
2: to work with oh. the. I had to work with a, a guy from Upwork, another, a different person up from Upwork okay. uh, that I got for that. And then how to get the product on Amazon. You know, I there were so many things involved in getting the product successfully on Amazon. I was just amazed at, at you know, and, they, and Amazon's good. They have a lot of videos and they have a lot of things to help you learn how to do it but it's a real education on getting your product on amazon and how to do it properly and how to get it from china to amazon and and how to import it you know there's there's things you have you have to have a made in china sticker or they won't accept it um there's all kinds of things like that you learn along the way that you just as you're as you're going through all these taking all these steps things just start to uh, you know, coming up that it's like, well, oh, gee, I guess got to learn about this now.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it stretched my brain more than I thought it was going to, uh, there was a lot of things to learn along the way, but, and there was, you know, there was, I'll say there's money spent along the way, but it was money spent over time. So it's, sure. it's, it's not as painful. <laughs> you know, it's like a little bit here and a little bit there and it all, it all adds up to a lot, but when you're, when you're contributing as you go, uh, and you, and you find inexpensive resources like on Upwork and things like that. Um, I was able to make it work.
0: That's awesome. Interesting. Yeah. And so did you find that you were stalled at all because of COVID with like, uh, manufacturing oh, yeah. out in China?
2: Um, manufacturing in China. Exactly. They shut down uh, right when I was uh, doing my first initial prototypes with them. They shut oh. down for about a month. So everything was on hold until you know, Until they came they, back up again and they just went completely dark for quite a while. And I, they, somebody did send me an email and say that, you know, they're closed down for COVID and they'll get back to me. But uh, yeah, that well, that, that, slowed, nice. slowed, yeah, that slowed things down a lot for sure. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think the game would have come out a year earlier if it wasn't for COVID. Got it. Got yeah. it.
0: Um, okay. So you said, so designer, you found on Upwork um, tech, you found also on Upwork legal. I'm assuming you, Maybe had a friend or somebody that could help with the trademarking. Yeah. Um, how did you go about like the manufacturing piece that you know you can find a lawyer, you can find, but that to me seems very um, that's very interesting. So oh, talk a little a bit about people. that. Yeah, like talk a but little I bit feel about like that. A lot
1: process. of people get popped up on that question yeah. I yeah, watch a lot of Shark <laughs> Tanks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, for me, I just went to uh, the Google and Google. search and search for uh board game manufacturers china Aww. and
0: um wow. and <laughs> and, for some SEO. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh a lot came up uh surprisingly and um i guess not surprisingly but um i also went to a lot of uh forums and reddit and things like that to find what what game manufacturers came up like there's a there's a there's a uh, a site called board game geek um okay. and i i kind of looked around at, at you know people making comments there and just kind of and as you start looking through all these things a lot of game manufacturers start popping up you know i got mine done here i got mine done there i got my you know a uh, lot of different um so so basically it came down to is probably about you know four or five uh manufacturers names that i heard a lot and I felt like, well, geez, you know, if I've I've seen you know, twenty or thirty people mention these same five manufacturers, I'm sure I'm sure they're probably good to go with, you know. So sure. that's that's where it ended up. And then it was just a matter of finding one that would do a small enough run for me, you know. There's some like, well, we'll do ten thousand for you, and it's going to be hundred hundred grand, and you know, <laughs> so it was. Uh, but I was actually able to to find one that would do a, a very small run for me. So so what uh, is the small a small run?
0: How much is how many uh, five many... hundred
2: games? Just five hundred. Okay. Okay. So that was that was affordable.
0: Yep. And then, what does that look like in terms of like a reorder? So we sell through all these five hundred. What does how long would it take to get more produced? Or is that like something that you're um, in process with?
2: Yeah. Now that the process the process is complete the first time, and we've actually got it on, you know, to Amazon, um, it'll take about two months, uh, rather than initially it was about three to six months. So I think within a, within a month to two months max, I could get, I could get another order done. Um, a much larger order too, if I wanted to do, you know, if I was able to get to the big retailer or something like that, I could, I could get a large order done uh, pretty quickly.
0: Got it. And just like in clothing, I would assume like the more you order, the less each piece costs.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And so from a manufacturing standpoint, did they, so you, you and your designer, she created or he created all of the artwork. This is what's going to go on the box cover. This is going to go on the back, the sides, the board, mm-hmm. all of that. You sent that off in files and then they created this prototype and then they even did the little meeples and all the other little cards and they put, they did all of that.
2: Yeah, basically. There's I So you know, many
0: pieces. Oh my God. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why it took so long. Um, yeah, I did a lot of the, uh, a lot of the design work. I did myself, like the board, the, the actual box itself and things like that, I designed myself because it was okay. some, some, I had some Photoshop experience, you know, and actually it's funny, I have this kind of retro looking logo on there mm-hmm. and that's because that was the logo that I had way back in the 80s when the game first came out, you know, so I thought I'll just leave right. that on there just for nostalgia. Yeah. So basically, you know, she helped me create the the, the board and, and all that and uh, I coupled it with the, some of the ideas I had. I had created before that. And then um, we send that all out to the manufacturer. The manufacturer had me, had me choose, you know, what meeples do you want? You know, what, what, okay. uh, what, what kind of dice, what, what look, what kind of dice do you want? What color is the dice? You know, things like that. You have to make all those decisions for sure. They, they send me a prototype and then I approve the prototype or, or ask for changes or something like that. And so we went through probably two, you know, pro- probably, Two tro- two prototypes before uh, we settled on that it was it was good. that's wow,
1: that, that's good. cool. That's pretty good actually. That's cool. Yeah,
0: that's oh, really great. cool. Well, it sounds like, yeah, there's so many
1: moving parts and vendors and things. I mean, how exciting, right? And yes, I mean, you learned, gosh, all the skills you learned in between, right? Like manufacturing, like Amy mentioned, legal, um, I'm sure vendor AP, all sorts of things that you had to to deal with. How did you, besides the Pictionary founder, kind of giving you the inspiration initially, do you have a mentor? Do you work with a professional organization where you can kind of bump up, you know, against someone who's you know, either mm-hmm. launched a small business or a product or a board game connoisseur that you can uh, you know reach out to.
2: I don't really have anybody specifically in the board game industry. I do use a lot of the the kind of uh, you know motivational and self help, like you know Jack Canfield and and Tony Robbins and people. I've always been kind of they they help you get motivated. They and a lot of the stuff, a lot of stuff they say is stuff you've probably heard, but it be, it it helps to hear it again and mm-hmm. it helps to keep you motivated. I listen to you know a lot of. Positive stuff, you know, to keep me, keep me uh, energized as well. And I really think there's something to be said for that. Um, having positive things come in all the time and 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 envisioning what you're gonna do and and taking the steps to do it and all that. I do have a friend who is a marketing internet marketing person. He was originally an infomercial marketing person. He switched to internet marketing and uh, he has a group called Marketing Mercenary that I that I belong to. And so I do. If I want to bounce something off people or something like that, I can, I can, you know, there's lots of groups out there, you know, if you, if you just find somebody, something that you have, you know, just, just search something on Facebook, you know, if it's a subject that you're interested in, you'll find a group that yeah. is of that thing.
0: Connect me true. with your friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will.
1: You know the camaraderie, the you know the community, right? You're not in this alone. I mean, I think those are some of the themes of so having a mentor, like you said, a community group. The marketing mercenaries—that sounds great. Trying to, you know, when you want to give up, or positive psychology, those things help. That uh, e-
0: that 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 Denise is. That's her all day, every day. Um, well, I, got a, I got a
1: book for you offline. I got a book for you <laughs> offline, uh, Brad. I'll send you. Okay. Everyday vitality. You're like the poster person. So for
0: good.
1: <laughs> so <laughs>
2: good. 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 Well, and the other thing I'll send you. Say you know you're not in it alone. Um, I think it does. I I don't think you. It's good to do anything alone. You know, and I think any any kind of project or whatever alone because I had my my son was involved with me in this quite a bit i would i would i'd bounce things off because it's really nice to get a younger person's perspective on things you know so i had him you know uh we discussed what was going to be written on the board we discussed you know how the game plays and we discussed you know the look and feel of things i remember him counting through cards to see which texture of cards felt best and you know all kinds of things were, you know and then actually sorting through the words you know the the I had a, another friend that helped me with the words, uh, cause I had written up all these words and that and beautiful. all the, all the subjects, you know, that you're going to talk about. You had to, you have to make them have broad appeal. You can't have anything that's, you know, I was, I don't know whether I was trying to prove that I was smart or what I was doing. I was putting a lot of $5 words in there and you don't really need to, you don't really need to do that. You know, it's like, dude, I'm not trying to prove anything. It's just, you're it's not trying stable. to, you, it's you're, not, try- yes, it's you're not, not trying to stump stable. people. You're trying to get, you know, words that everybody is familiar with and, you know, and, uh, and so I had somebody go through and just nix a bunch of words for me and say, get rid of that. You know, why do you have that in there? What are you trying to prove? It's like, okay, okay, I get it. You know, you need to to have something that appeals to a broad audience.
0: Yeah. Keep it simple. Keeping it simple. All right. So I saw that you are looking to add, so I'm, I'm you know, continuing with the trend of like your card. So I saw that you're looking to add new additions, um, talkative sports and talkative kids, which is super mm-hmm. exciting. Um. So yes. In thinking of those, right? How did you come up with the topics for your questions? So I guess they're not really questions is more that they're words. And so it was just like, you know, you're sitting around drinking a little, I don't know what your drink, what's your drink of choice?
2: (laughs) Red wine, usually.
0: Okay, so you're sitting around, you're (laughs) drinking your red wine. And you're like, I think that this would make like really good topics of conversation. So is that Mm -hmm. like kind of and then you started a list? Is that how you came up with the topics? Well, uh, you know,
2: I originally came up with the topics 30 years ago. So I'm having trouble. I, I remember at one point, I think I went through a dictionary and just kind of, kind of kept looking for words that popped up that, that made sense, you know, that, you know, I, I think I would try and make the, the, the star cards a little harder, you know, the little, you know, mm-hmm. something that that's a little harder to, to explain, you know, so I kind of went through and just kept going, you know, every, every day, do a little bit more every day, do a little bit more, just look at looking up words and, uh you know, I'm looking, I'm already, I, you know, I've started the, the process for those two. I'm actually working on other versions as well. Um,
0: but oh. um,
2: <laughs> but uh, that, that might be down the road a ways. But right right now we're working on the, the sports version You've of the kids seen... version.
0: For sure. That's really cool. Okay. So for talking of kids, you need to use the word bra.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bra.
0: But apparently I said that when I was I, we were listening to the podcast um, from last week in the car, and my son was like, "You're saying it wrong." And I'm like, "What is it so sus?" That was another one I did. No. I left out. That's what they yeah. say. He's ten. No. Anyways, I do hear that. I hear that. One. <laughs> yeah. So the 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 that's really interesting in terms of how you came up with the topics and kind of Nick some to to get them. So what's it like to balance your other commitments? Did we talk about that?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. no. I'm so so yeah, what's it like? Yeah. I'm so so that's a good question. To, yeah. I so coach have so a many day job people. yeah I I coach so many people who want to start something on the side but they have to keep their financial obligations right or quote unquote their day job and so a lot of times you know I try to inspire them by doing you know things I think but I want to hear how you do it because you're living yeah it.
2: well I think you can't be in too big a hurry it has it, it'll happen when it happens. Uh-huh. And you have to as long as you as long as you've got your steps lined up and you've got and you're and you're doing something toward it every day. Um, I think for me, um, you know, that was the thing is I, I wanted it to be done fast. I wanted to, you know, but I I can't I can't get done fast because I have a day job. So yeah. you have to find that time and carve out that time every day. You know, it's like, is it going to be right after work or is it going to be you know, late at night or whenever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but any time that I sat down to watch TV. I would say, you know what? I could be working on the game right now. You know, it's like, it was one of those things where it's like I kept catching myself doing things that were just idle, waste, kind of waste of time. You know, and when you think about it, you have a lot more hours in the day than you think you do, but you spend a lot of time scrolling social media and you spend a lot of time watching TV. And uh, whenever I catch Mm -hmm. myself doing one of those things, I thought, you know what? I could be working on the game right now. And, you know, and sometimes I feel like I deserve to relax and do those things, you know, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, if I find myself binge watching a TV show for six hours, I, I, that, some of that time could have been spent doing something
1: else, you
0: know,
1: guilty is charged, but you're right. Yeah. Small. I mean, yeah, that progress to a long-term progression to a long-term goal. It's hard to idealize that, but it sounds like you're living it. So that's awesome. So. Yeah, and I think
2: that's it too, is like I said earlier is that you sometimes you don't feel like doing that thing. You know, you know, it's like I don't want to go sit down in front of the game, even though I love doing it. I just don't want to do it right now. Uh, but what can you do for two minutes? What can you do for five minutes? You know, just just right. something, check in on things, see, see where you are, get caught up. And then once you realize where you are, it's like, oh, well, I could do this right now, you know. So it's it's just a matter of just take a look at it and see if if there's anything you could do today.
0: That's what my business coach tells me. She's like, Amy, you have to carve out a few chunks of time a week, and it doesn't have to be like a huge, you know, time block. But you need to set aside time to grow your personal business, right? You can't just always be working on other people's businesses. You also have to be working on yourself and with the podcast, right? Because that becomes not like a paying revenue stream. It is a client, right, for both of us. That these are things that we we need to carve out time for, and so. That's been a big piece for Denise and I in making sure that we carve out biweekly, for sure, a meetup so that we're accomplishing tasks like individually, but then we're able to bring them to the table, you know, every couple of weeks to keep moving things forward. Um, That accountability piece. Yes, that accountability Sounds
1: like you you motivate yourself on your own, Brad, and your son, but... You know, I mean, we kind of use each other, so um, yeah, we could use you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> do you want to be our accountability coach?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll call you every night. <laughs> when I'm watching Real
1: Housewives on the Couch, I'm gonna be like Brad would tell me, I was working on the Mm-mm. podcast. What would look- Brad do? <laughs> yeah,
2: great. I'll, I'll get a t shirts made. There
1: you go. There you go. Well, this has been such a pleasure, um, Brad. I mean, learning about somebody new, you're our first uh, non related guest, and I think you. You, um, you shared so many great tips and inspiration uh, with our listeners. So any final thoughts you want to share and, and with our with our group or with uh, anyone out there?
2: Amazon.com forward slash talkative. <laughs> hold on, <laughs> hold on. Because um,
0: I, I was going to say, I was super excited to add this game to my holiday wish list. Did everyone yes,
2: this? <laughs> please do. I got 500 to get rid of by the holidays. <laughs> This actually i don't 400 now. something now
0: <laughs> there you go so i could i i like pictured it you know we are we're it's it's getting a little cold here in chicago we woke up this morning it was like in the mid 40s Ooh. it wasn't going to break like mid to upper 50s today so it was like a nice crisp day and I could see it now, the board game on our ottoman, the fireplace, the fireplace roaring in the background, a spike cocoa for those of us over 21 and lots and lots of laughter. So how can others experience the joy that is the talkative board game? Tell us again where to find it.
2: <laughs> you can go to Amazon for actually, I have, I have a, I have, a, Amazon. have a, I have a store, I have a, I have a store on Amazon. You go to Amazon, just search talkative, or you can go to Amazon dot com forward slash talkative and that'll take you to my store which has videos and all kinds of stuff there as well. That's any um
0: any good offers for our listeners like they can take ah, advantage of yes Mm. they can get
2: 10% off till through October 25th you can get 10% off and that would be by using the promo code 10 for 10% off 10 midlife spelled out 10 t-e-n nope the number 10 the
0: number
2: 10 number 10 and then midlife all lowercase
0: don't worry
1: guys we will put this on our all our socials and uh, and share it out this is so great i know i'm looking forward to it this is really my jam all around oh Uh, good chatting getting off the phone uh spending quality time i host thanksgiving so people are gonna maybe we'll just add some thanksgiving questions in there Uh, and um, there you go Make it our own. So, well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. Uh, I'm gonna be playing this episode for my kids, and I bet they're gonna be ready to start brainstorming their own ideas for their next board game. So this has been a pleasure.
2: Great. Thank you so much. It was it was a lot of fun.
0: And that's a wrap on our season finale. Thank you as always for being here. We will be back in 2023. You heard that right, with what we hope will be another insightful season of Midlife at the Mailbox. So while we are on our hiatus, if you want to chat with Denise or I about the podcast marketing or career coaching services, connect with us. We're constantly checking our DMs, our emails. Um, and so any way that you can reach out, we would love to chat with you. We're also looking for awesome season two guests. So if you know of anybody that would be a great fit, um, somebody in their midlife with a cool story, a cool Um, product that they brought to market, uh, or just somebody that you think, you know, Denise and I, you know, would like to chat with for about an hour, tell them to send us a DM. And if you like what you're hearing on Midlife at the Mailbox, please scroll,
1: please, please scroll down on the podcast app and leave us a review and a five-star rating. Share our show (laughs) with a friend too. We've had so much fun producing and editing our show over 12 episodes. We've covered a gamut of topics, whether it's, uh, you know, our own our own professional endeavors or you know just fun lifestyle topics like dating your mate or uh you know how to flex your brain and you know how to maintain friendships we've had so many and we've had so much fun doing them so yeah check it out you know this season while we're working diligently on season two so as always check our show notes for any links and free downloads and please join our community on instagram or facebook at midlife at the mailbox
0: see you at the mailbox mailbox. Bye. bye